Hello, I'm Adam, and welcome to Tales from the Potting Bench, a gardening podcast where you'll hear tales and stories from the most interesting and different people from the world of both indoor and outdoor gardening. This is the whopping fifth season of the podcast with new guests and brand new stories and conversations with some people that you will definitely know and some people that you'll come to know through these episodes. I'm thrilled to say that this podcast is proudly sponsored by the wonderful people at PlantGrow, producers of award-winning organic compost, mulch and fertiliser made with zero chemicals. Great for your garden and even greater for the planet. And I know because it's all I use on my garden. Don't forget, if you use the code pottingbench on plantgrow.co.uk, you'll get 10% off your order. Before we get into this week's episode, I'd like to ask... If you listen to this podcast and enjoy it, then please consider leaving a rating or a review on your podcast platform of choice. It's easy to do, takes a few minutes of your time, but it helps this podcast get into the ears of more like-minded planty people. In this week's episode, I'm joined by probably one of my favourite people from Instagram. Someone who brings joy, entertainment, laughs and just good fun to everything he does. My guest this week fuses wonderful interior inspiration with gardening prowess and ideas to keep your mind flowing, all the while doing so with a smile. I am, of course, talking about the sensational J.P. Clark, otherwise known on Instagram as J.P.'s Life and Loves. J.P. is a hairdresser by trade, but he's also created a space on his Instagram page where he shares the joys of his house and his beautiful garden in equal measure. He's amassed a dedicated following, and if you're following him, then you'll already know why. If you're not, then you really should be. So, sit down, get yourself a cuppa or a glass of something, and listen along. Enjoy. So... For anyone who is not familiar with you right now, who are you and what do you do? Well, hello there, Adam. So, who am I and what do I do? Well, I am, I suppose, an interiors and gardens enthusiast. I'm not professional. I don't have any professional qualifications whatsoever. Uh, Just masses and masses of experience. And what I tend to do is, is mix and match between gardens and interiors I can't choose between the two I'm afraid as Instagram <laughs> wants us to yeah uh, and and I, I kind of mix it up really with the seasons the seasons figures heavily in everything that I do to me it's all about bringing the outside in bring the inside out you know all that kind of thing but the seasons and going through those seasons and kind of celebrating them if you like yeah uh, is what I'm all about and I try to do that as much as I can with, with the garden showing what's you know what, what what's what's going to be of interest in that particular month in the garden and in inside it's about potentially bringing those things inside and using them in unusual ways so that's me that is you do you know it, it's funny you say about the seasons thing because I think initially when we when we think of seasons we think of you know typically kind of spring etc obviously the actual seasons but I think there's something that's literally just flashed into my mind about you about all your pumpkins and things like that from last year and all the Christmas stuff. I mean we can get on to onto Christmas but what is it about the seasons then in particular because that that very much is kind of like one of your things what is it about that in particular that's I don't know that, that well, interests you so much a lot of people particularly uh, sort of coming into winter and what, a lot of people don't like 
the changing of the seasons very much. Mm. And they find it hard. And, and so they struggle with, you know, their mental health and all that kind of thing, particularly going into kind of January, February time, where it's kind of like there's nothing going on. Yeah. And so for me, it's about being in the moment that you're in, finding a tiny, tiny morsel of that season that you can celebrate, make the most of, and bring joy basically it's joy into the house joy into the garden joy into your life and and to, it's it's actually quite easy to do if you just open your eyes and see what's around you so yeah. so so that's what i'm about it's 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 not really about gardening it's not really about interiors it's actually about enjoying your life I think, you, you know, I don't make notes. And I said this to you um, before we started recording. I purposely don't make notes and I don't make questions. But I do sometimes put, pop a couple of bullet points down. And I, I, I literally wrote down for fun and having a laugh. And I think because that's what you you somehow do that through everything that you do. I mean, we're talking specifically about Instagram. But I think everything that you do is is done with an element of, of I won't say not taking yourself seriously, but there is that. But you are just enjoying yourself. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I, I try to be me as much as I possibly can be on Instagram and on everything else that I'm on. Um, to me, you're going to get found out if you're not. Mm. Um, so, so, and, and, and I'm, yeah, I am. I'm all, I'm all about kind of enjoying that very moment. Not Instagram specifically um, does this thing whereby, you know, particularly in the last you know, if you were, you know, all of a sudden it's, you know, we're in kind of sort of October time and everything else, but no, everybody's talking about Christmas Day or beyond that. And it's like, hang on a minute, hang on, calm yourself, <laughs> calm yourself. And, and, and I think certainly if you're in social media, then, then it's very easy to get caught up in that. And you're always thinking about what's going to happen rather than actually is happening at yeah. that moment and so yeah to me it's about okay right well you know it's pumpkin season or whatever and uh so i'm gonna celebrate right now i'm gonna get as many pumpkins as i possibly can <laughs> and i'm gonna just go for it and have as much fun as possible bring friends over have a laugh and yeah enjoy it that's the point yeah. I'd, I'd lo- I love that, though, because I think there, was, there are so many, whether it's interiors or, or it's gardens, there is an element of the what's next, what, what's the, certainly with interiors in terms of kind of trends and things as to what's next, what's got to be, what's got to be done rather than what's being done right now. And I, I always think that there is that element with gardening where we're, we're kind of our own worst enemies, really, in terms of, the, you know, I'd say the height of summer, thinking back to the height of kind of the dahlias in in my garden and automatically thinking well that you know i can enjoy that but also it's time to start buying the tulips soon you know why not just enjoy what's blooming happening now rather than always thinking ahead to the next season but i suppose we have to in a way don't we i think we have to do a mix of both definitely otherwise you're never going to get anything done because you've got to plan on on everything your whole life but now and it's not just on social media it is actually in real life too that we do this mm. you know we're, we're constantly okay oh well i better think about that and i better get that prepared and i must do this and i must do that and it's like well hang on a minute though the moment that you the moment that you were supposed to cherish has just gone it's gone yeah and you missed it you know and so that that chance where you could perhaps make a memory 
you, you blew it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Before we get into all of that, let's get to know you a bit because we, we you know we know that we know the jp that we see on see on instagram but what what do you uh, if you're happy to talk about it what what do you do and what did you do before you you kind of got into all of the stuff that you do now nobody what a question um, <laughs> are, you, are you ready for this is this the skeletons out the, uh, coming out <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so i i'm an overall creative that that's what i would say I am mm. some would probably say I'm jack of all maybe master of none who knows <laughs> uh, but I trained from 16 up until 21 I trained as a singer and, uh, and an actor you never did I did I did I not did. know that there is I would don't publicize it you see <laughs> but I went to I went to drama school uh, to drama prep school first of all for two years and then I auditioned at the Guild School of Acting uh, Michael Ball went there, Celia Imri, various other people, and and I auditioned for that and got in, and and I, and I studied there for three years, and then I was a professional singer, actor, extraordinary for quite a few years, doing shows and doing cruise ship gigs and gigs in Miami at hotels and all sorts of stuff. Oh, um, uh, so 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 that's that's kind of how I started my career, but I soon realised that actually. Even though I absolutely loved singing, I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really like the job. Sure. Uh, particularly the whole thing of finishing uh, contracts every nine months and starting your job all over again and find it, trying to find another one. I ended up leaving that and I somehow, I can't even remember how I did this, but I, I, I ended up somehow getting a job working for Booper, uh, you know, the healthcare company. Yeah. And within... About six months of that, I applied to be in their PR department, which again was about writing, which has always been a big thing in in my life. Mm. Um, and and within yeah, within two years, I was a, a, a consultant there. I ended up being the editor of uh, their fortnightly newspaper and doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, and I did that for a bit. Uh, met Mr. C, my my hubby. And uh, he was in a job where he was constantly either getting made redundant or relocated or what wow. have you. And one of us needed to do something that was relocatable, if you mm, like. Yeah. Um, so I can, this, 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 is a, this is a thing that happens in my life a lot, and I, I presume always will. Um, uh, I had to pivot again. Um, and we each had a house at the time I sold mine and that paid for me to leave all of that and I retrained at uh the Vidal Sassine Academy in London see I did know this I did know you were a hairdresser and I'm a hairdresser at 32 so only <laughs> well, a couple of years ago then yeah <laughs> <laughs> all of all of the other students were like 19 so I was literally granddad but uh, but yeah, so I did that, and then we moved up to Northamptonshire at the time, and I uh, worked in a. I actually worked in a salon for about six months. Hated every second of it, mainly the standing about waiting. It just bores me to tears. Yeah. Uh, so, so I gave up that, and I thought, no, I can do this by myself. So I ended up having my own salon, a private salon, and I did that for fifteen years. Right. Uh, and it was 
during lockdown, similar to you, actually, Adam. Mm. It was similar. So uh, in lockdown, everything changed, and my salon obviously closed. Yeah, of course. Because because you know you weren't allowed to do anything, and so I just I'd already started doing Instagram. It was actually I started doing Instagram for the hair business, not for anything else. Oh right. But it, it again, it bored me to. T- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, um, so I just by accident started showing a couple of pictures of the garden. We'd already finished the house and I just showed a couple of pictures and all of a sudden people were following me and I was like, what are you following me for? I thought it was like Facebook, you see. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and I didn't have a clue. I didn't even know what a hashtag was. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah. And I I was like, what are they following me for? Who's this mad stranger? Uh, but anyway, so that's how it kind of started. And then it kind of blew up and went a bit crazy. And all of a sudden, you know, I was asked to be uh, one of the hosts of my house this month and my garden this month, which was big at the time. That sort of hashtag competition things and uh, did that. And then and then all of a sudden, one or two brands were like, we want to pay you to to talk about us. And I was like, so it was very bizarre. It's, very- it is bizarre, isn't it? I don't think it, I, I'm quite glad that you're talking about that because it is a bizarre. I've talked to quite a few people, kind of quote unquote, from Instagram and doing the the um, speech marks for the benefit of people listening. But yeah. um, and I think it's something that we kind of we almost just accept. You know, Instagram is, is obviously just part of our lives now, and we don't we almost don't think about how people came to it. We just presume everyone's on Instagram and and all that kind of stuff. But it is extremely bizarre, especially the the brands thing. Because I remember the first one that reached out to me, and I remember thinking, "Are you, sh- are you sure? Have you got the right person? Is this it really me? You want me to talk about your your thing? Like, it's such a bizarre feeling, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And why do you want to talk to me rather than somebody else that's got like a hundred thousand more followers? And yeah. And- I don't understand no. but you've got to go with it and I tell you what I don't know about you but the first time the first one that I did I was absolutely petrified do you know I still am I absolutely still am and there's, there's something about it where you you know I mean you certainly feel I mean this is just a bit of Instagram um honesty now isn't it but there's because you are you're representing a you know a brand or whatever it is you you really want the content whatever it is to do really well you know rightly because there's, there's that added pressure isn't there i've got catholic guilt for days so you know because of my upbringing and so everything i feel guilty about and i feel this this kind of conscience mm. you know but it's like all oh, this you know the poor brand i've got to make sure there's enough views and there's mm. enough uh, and that that hugely stays with me uh, all the time but it's yeah i mean and it's wonderful it is wonderful because it, it it enables you to I don't know to do exciting things and especially because you you do interiors and exteriors as it were it's that's that kind of doubles the potential opportunity to do these amazing things doesn't it Yeah it does I mean I've always said you know you know I follow a lot of garden accounts I follow a lot of interior accounts but the thing that I've always said is well number one you know I definitely can't choose between the two mm. but you know, there's a very good, in my mind, there's a very good reason why Gardener's Well finishes in October and doesn't come back till March. And that's because there ain't nothing to talk about. So, you know, or there's very little to talk yeah, about. Yeah, less to and, talk about. Yeah. And and so and, and so for me, being able to do both means that I can. And that's one of the other reasons I do this, the, 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 the seasonal thing, because because you, you can just it's a huge back catalogue if you like of of information that you can use Mm. to create new content 
Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's constant. But yeah, I mean, yeah, even now, I mean, you know, I've you know, just, just done one this, done a brand this week. And um, what people don't see, they see the end result, but what they don't see is all the toing and froing. Do you know, as soon as, before you even finished that sentence, the, the words that popped into, <laughs> into my head were back and forth, and I knew exactly what you were going to talk about. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. say that I don't enjoy. It, it actually drives me to distraction. <laughs> um, particularly, and, I, you know, I don't want to not, not get any more jobs. <laughs> but, but it does, because there is a degree of, um, there is a degree of, we've chosen you, we want you to be you because of your personality. Yeah. But at the same time, we basically want you to be us. Yeah. Yes. And, no, that's such a good way of putting it. Uh, and, and, and so, yes, say it in your own words, but say what we want in your own words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. That, I, I struggle quite a lot with that. And I, uh, it, it's only over time. Um, where you become more confident, and now I'm able to say, no, I'm not doing that. Mm. You've chosen me, and this is the way that I would do it. And what you're asking is not me. No. And I will not do that. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, and so I'm quite, I, I am quite strict about things like that now. And, and I definitely turn down loads of jobs that, that don't yeah. fit. They, they don't fit. It has to be. It has to be genuine. I mean, going back to the thing about you being you, but in a but almost in a different voice. That's that's pushing it far enough, isn't it? But I think there are certain times where you, you know, if, if it's not a good fit, it doesn't make any sense at all. I, I've done exactly the same, and you know, I, I think there are just opportunities where you think there've definitely been chances where I've I've been contacted by a particular brand or whatever that said, you know, do you want to do something about this? And as much as I'd love to, it doesn't fit with my garden or whatever and I'm not just going to do it just for the sake of it and I think I think this is a bit of a I don't know what the word is but a kind of a mystique around the kind of collaborations and stuff etc is that I think most people that don't either do them or just see it kind of from the outside think that it is just a constant swathe of brands going here you go here you go and us all just saying yes yes and lapping it all but it's it's not it's not that it's about I suppose it's about you being enabled to do some things in your garden or in your home that you wouldn't necessarily have potentially done originally but you're able to because of those connections that you've made you know yeah yeah I mean there's that there are some times where a brand will contact me and I think oh I absolutely love them and then it's a case of right okay well what can I do that will enable that to happen and, and uh, you know a perfect example would be so I did a, a, a thing upstairs in our guest bathroom which mm. was the botanical print and what have you I love that so much such a good reel that is <laughs> but it only worked if it was botanical it only yeah. worked if it was a kind of plant-based design uh, so that it kind of fitted in and I didn't I didn't really need to do that that room but it was nice to do yeah uh, it was fun to do and so yeah it's great yeah I, I love all this kind of insider instagram information because i don't think people talk about it that much i think it's 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 interesting to know isn't it a glimpse into it it's a very very bizarre world you soon get used yeah. to it though don't you you do and and, and and you know amongst our peers you know they don't really want to talk about it but actually i think it would be really great 
if actually we were dulled like more on it. I do too. I, I t- totally agree. Anyway, let's talk about your garden, first yeah. of all, and then let's talk about the house. So you've you've got this kind of thing about the outside in and inside out, which I which I love, because it is kind of a, I don't know, like a seamless tapestry really, isn't it? Is that you shouldn't feel as though you're stepping out into something that's totally different to, to what you've been in, you know, originally or whatever. So t- tell us about the garden and tell us about the about the house and how they kind of link together. Okay, so, so I... My kind of communication about gardening and about interiors, it, it's its designed to go out to, to everybody, uh, whether you're, you know, a, an avid gardener or not. But actually, what I'm trying to get to is the people that um, go out in their garden because it's Barbie weather, you know, and they have a great time while the sun shines and then they shut the door and then the garden doesn't exist for the rest of the year. Yeah. They're the people I really want to get to because they're stuck inside most of the time and, and, and their garden is very separate from their house. And to me, the garden and your interior are 100% exactly the same thing. The garden's just another room. It's just that it's outside. That's all. Um, and, and if you've got a small house, you can make it downside bigger, bigger if you include the garden. Yeah. It's an extension, yeah. isn't it? Of you, of you, and likewise of each other. It's not just the doesn't just work the one way. It kind of goes both ways. I think it, it really, really does. And um, one of the biggest things for, for for me, certainly when we so so people might not know. So we're on our Mr. C and I have been together twenty five years, and and you know we're on our ninth house ninth. Um, you love a project, though. That's the thing. As soon as you're done, you want, you're ready to move on, aren't you? Love a project. Uh, and we're, we're not property developers. It's just how life has gone. Mm. And, and we do everything ourselves, both inside and outside the house. And it, it's just the way it's gone. And so we've ended up doing it ourselves because we don't have the money to pay everybody to do it all, basically. But the main thing when I see a house and if we're going to buy it is, OK, how does it currently connect with the outside Mm. and so many times you see terrible extensions where an enormous great big wall is in the way of the view to the garden the you know the kitchens at the front of the house is so far from the garden it's unbelievable and of course where do you spend all your time in the kitchen yeah exactly nowadays and so my first thing is okay how can i reconfigure this space so that when i walk through the front door i can see the garden from the front i can see i can see a journey straight through the whole house i can see a view and even if the garden's completely shit and it's got nothing it could be something and at least you can see it once you've moved that wall and so and it's the best money you're going to spend it really is it's the best money you're going to spend it is yeah and so so what's your garden what's your garden like for anyone that hasn't actually seen it my garden now the current garden when we bought it it was uh, so it's about 150 foot long it's about 50 foot wide so it's a big garden although a huge downsize from the last garden yeah uh, the glass garden was ridiculous and a bit of a bald and chain if i'm honest yeah uh, it can be too big, kind of, and that sounds like such a silly thing because everyone wants a bigger garden. But it can be, it can be almost an unwieldy amount of space, can't it? You know, you could never ever finish. Mm. Um, and so, so it's a big garden. And when we bought, we bought it, it was it was just brambles. There was literally nothing there. It was a mess. And over the last two years, we have uh, well designed it, um, put 
all the borders in, the decking, uh, the garden canopy, of course, which is my favourite place to sit, uh, which faces due west. So we get these great sunsets. All garden, it's a Victorian garden. And actually, even though at first glance it was all brambles, underneath all of those brambles was was someone's historical work. Yeah, like it, like um, a hidden document almost. Yes, and, and it and it was still there. You had to know your stuff, know know your plants or your leaves, because it was it was February when we we actually first oh, saw gosh, it. Yeah. So it was a case of okay, oh, actually, you know, there's an entire border of hellebores, for example. You know, absolutely stunning underneath the tree. All sorts of really gorgeous cottage cottage garden plants and various things and some really good structural stuff too mm. mimosa and one large silver birch which i actually based an entire border on yeah and another nine silver birch around it <laughs> so 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 yeah so actually somebody had loved it in the mm. past and even though nature had kind of taken over and and covered it in in in, in weeds it was still there yeah. But that was interesting and, and quite exciting to uncover. I bet. Bring back to life. Yeah, I bet. I love that. Back on the interiors though, I mean you've got the you've got the house there, but you've also got the Harbour Deck House as well. For, again, for anyone that hasn't seen that, tell us about that. Right. So um when we moved here, uh, we were in rented at the time, um, because uh, we just couldn't find what we wanted. The house prices were going through the roof and didn't know what to do and and, and there was nothing to buy really so uh, we stayed in rented but when we first came here we went to the harbour itself and across the distance i could see these white cubes right I was thinking, what the hell are they you know almost like little sort of sugar cubes in the distance mm. and so we couldn't get to them by walking and so we did some questioning and we drove around and, and it turned out that there was a group of 60s kind of white black and white houses on stilts oh okay they're very very unusual apparently there is nothing like them in the entire world oh wow really unique then yeah and there's a restaurant right there and we went to the restaurant sat down and and we're looking at them and i was like i love these uh these are so unusual yeah they are Uh, and we saw a little old man uh, doing his little bit of garden outside of his. And I said, we should go and talk to that man. We should go and just say hello. And you <laughs> just, uh, so we did. His name is Nigel, very sweet man. He's now our next door neighbor. And uh, he said, well, you know, funny you should say. He said, but actually the guy next door to me might want to sell. I thought that's uh, serendipity for you, if ever. Yeah, of course. Um, so we, we gave details and everything else. And, and you know what? Literally a month later, we owned, we owned a deck house. So how long ago was that? Uh, that was it, it, right in, in uh, just before the Christmas lockdown of 2020 right okay so uh, and it was a shambles adam literally <laughs> i was just gonna say what, what what was it like when you was it, it a ruin was or... mess the man that we bought it from was completely insane <laughs> the sale so quickly and uh, uh and and yeah we we basically spent the whole of the second lockdown doing doing all the work that's how we kept busy and quite a nice project though to have during a lockdown i suppose amazing project and it was a really it was a difficult project because of course we couldn't really get many trades in because of the time and 
it, it was it was one of those times where you can't you can't just do whatever you want yeah. you know building where there are 50 of them they all look exactly the same the interior you've got a little bit more freedom of course but for me as as a designer you know i i want to reflect the outside yeah of in, course particularly the whole monochromatic thing and we've got this incredible view i mean we're literally we're right on the water it's 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 like seven meters from the water um i mean you can't get better and you're raised up on stilts you've got this incredible view we face west there so it's amazing sunsets and so our first thing was okay we've got to get planning permission for a balcony because it didn't have a balcony at the front um and then before I knew it, it was like okay this this can't just be for this can't just be for us it, no. it has to be shared so uh so yeah so that's that's how that kind of came about and and now yeah um at two two three times a week my alter ego glad is the chambermaid uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Does that include uh, a costume change oh definitely often just a penny adam oh good lord <laughs> <laughs> um, oh dear well because it's warm in there I can tell you <laughs> well yeah I can imagine <laughs> but yeah so I go there I do all the cleaning I do all the changing the you know bed linen and everything else and I do all the marketing and, and, and so it's, it's that, that's kind of uh, my kind of second main job if you like that's yeah. what I, I, I do and and it's full it's full all time it's good that's really good it's no surprise though because it is gorgeous you, it's in your the link to it is in your uh, to the handle for Instagram is in your bio isn't it I think it is yeah, yeah it's directly there it's a, there's a highlight under book it now or something like that I think but uh, but yeah it's and it's and it's a great little place it sleeps for um you know and uh, uh but what you're it's one of the because Emsworth the place that this is where we live but both our house and the deck house are both in Emsworth on the south coast near Chichester but um but it isn't actually about going to see anything else it's a weird one when people get there particularly if it's a lovely sunny day they don't want to go anywhere else you don't need anything you're going no. for for it aren't you yeah it, you just sit there on the balcony glass of something fabulous looking at the gorgeous boats in front of you and the sunset and that's that and actually even in the winter even if it's a stormy i mean i love going there when it's a stormy day oh, i bet yeah it rattles like there's no tomorrow and it's yeah. a little bit but, atmospheric uh, though isn't it it's got the character you know it's this huge character and actually the biggest part of the character is the people that are there because on we're on a row of seven there the original seven which were built in in 68 uh and and other than us everybody else actually lives there full time right oh, okay they're home um and all the people on the boats that you see in front of you they live on those boats oh wow yeah yeah it's not it's 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 not your kind of oh and we've got a boat too and we go there you know yeah yeah it's not that, it's not that. people live there and and they're all yeah. the friendliest kindest people ever oh great that's uh, so nice yeah so it's, it's 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 a lovely place to be oh good well, do you know, I was just going to ask you a question with you saying that you'd got, um, this was the ninth, did you say this was the ninth house that you've got? This is the ninth, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about that journey then through the gardens over those nine nine houses, but um, that leads me quite nicely into, I've got three questions for you that I, I'm asking every every guest on on this season. But the first question kind of leads me back to that, so we'll, we'll, we'll jump to those now. So um, the first question, I mean, this is kind of thinking back to, I suppose, when you started this garden and the, I suppose the thoughts that you'll have had when you started all of the, the other gardens before that. 
if you were to start the garden that you've got now again from scratch where would you start if i was to start it again i would pay i would pay quite a bit more attention to what was already there <laughs> uh, but but yeah i i i kind of jumped in um, again with the brands thing there was a kind of urgency because there were quite a few jobs coming up that were going to be in the garden so things had right. done if I could start again I wouldn't have that urgency and I would just spend a little bit more time and actually maybe take a couple of seasons mm. to just really see what what we had uh, and I so I, I think a few things came out that perhaps didn't need to come out and and the other thing that I would do is is I, 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 I do love what we've done but when I look at it from the one of the upstairs bedrooms, I personally find that it's uh, slightly one-sided and that actually some of the borders on the left-hand side should have been bigger. So, you can uh, always make them bigger there, can't you? You can always make them bigger, yeah, apart from there's massive tree roots in the way. Honestly, uh, that was yeah. the one thing I had was, was previous trees that had gone but the enormous roots were still there. It yeah. was a devil. But uh, so, so that was my biggest problem. Yeah, yes, you could. You could make the bit. Have I got the energy? <laughs> That's another question. <laughs> That's another question. Maybe the next garden. Okay. Second question. What is your favourite scent in the garden and why? What's my oh no that's an easy one actually it's lavender big time is it do you know I feel like lavender gets I've been saying gets a bad reputation but I think everybody always thinks oh it's an old thing but I I feel like it's making somewhat of a little comeback I kind of hope that it does mm. uh, it's had a bit of a reputation of being a bit grandma hasn't it yeah I think so you know particularly putting them into little pouches and putting them in your drawers <laughs> you draw a pants drawer <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know that kind of so i think it's and it, you know it's, it's it, it is a slightly musky smell too mm. isn't it but to me and particularly with the amount of varieties that, oh, that gosh, we've yeah. got now wait, i i absolutely love it i think as long as it's handled in the right way it can last for years and years and years and years mm. you've got to with it as far as i'm concerned mm. ways you know cutting it right back yeah and no later yeah uh, and 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 it's proud and, and and actually it lasts a really long time and it, it, if you do actually the other thing is if you do have those different varieties too then you can extend that season yeah of course you can i think it's such an underrated um i say plant but you know series of plants because i think there's nothing better than when you see a really fantastic lavender hedge i just think or you know a longer longer path or along the front of a border we tried to do a similar thing here in um, kind of front of a, of a rockery and i just think i think the thing is that it's similar to a lot of kind of i suppose general kind of like perennials say i don't know rebecca and things like that that get absolutely huge but when you first buy them they're really quite small yeah. but you have to you have to kind of play the long game with lavender and i think people pop a particularly with a hedge or the front of a border people pop those plants in you don't get that initial wow that you see of a lavender hedge that someone's created and i think people kind of get bored with it and rip it out and do something else don't they but they also make the kind of rookie mistake of not pruning it and yeah. then it's then you've ruined it you might as well rip it out anyway yeah it's leggy forget it there's no point no uh, never going to come back and so I, that's why i think it's, you've got to be quite strict with it but actually you're only talking about doing one thing you're talking about a prune in august and that's it there's nothing yeah. to do it's not no. a hard 
fun to look up. No, it's not. And it tolerates so much, especially with, you know, climate wise and in terms of tolerating um, drought and the kind of drier periods. I mean, it's, it's perfect for that. Exactly. And, and, and also harvesting it for me yeah. is, you know, being able to bring, I mean, one of the things that I do is, is I try to bring it in in bundles and I tie those up with string and then I, I place them all over the house. So yeah. then your, your house smells a bit for, for yeah. months. Exactly. That's the ultimate kind of outdoors, indoors then, isn't it? Well, nice. exactly, exactly. And it's so one of the things I've done here with the majority of the borders. So so all of the borders are, are edged in one of two things. They're either edged in Hidcut Lavender mm. or they're in a hebe, which is called Weary Mist. Mm. Uh, it's hebes that you never have to prune and it kind of stay, stays in a kind of clump forming. Kind of compact, uh, yeah. With lovely, lovely white little flowers. So yeah, so that's what I've tried to do. So 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 you've got, you know, for example, the the hydrangea, the hydrangea paniculata mm. borders. For those of you that don't know, I have a large border. It's got about, I think it's got about twenty one uh, uh, limelight uh, bushes within it, oh, which wonderful. which are now huge. And what borders, what edges that is uh, about thirty hibcot lavender, and so the. The, the kind of intense purple against the acid green and the white of the paniculata mm. is, is, is magical. Oh, and it, okay. only for a short period of time, and then the colours change on both plants. But, oh, God, I love it. Oh, brilliant. What a combination. Okay, and the final question. Why does gardening bring you such joy, and why is it something that everyone should do? Gardening... Gardening for me is about giving yourself time. It's about being able to have time to think, to ponder, and more than anything, it, uh, kind of just be, you know, and not be spinning around wondering, oh God, have I done this or have I done that? Just stop. You can be in the garden, you can be watering, you can be deadheading. But deadheading is the big one, actually. Yeah. Because, you know, because it's kind of mindless, isn't it, deadheading? But it does allow you to kind of, well, in the, in the true sense of the word, kind of vacate your your mind and just be able to, to be in the moment and enjoy it for everything that it is. Do make sure you follow along with JP over on his Instagram page, JP's Life and Loves. And don't forget to click the link in his bio to read his Substack newsletter too. Join me again next week where I'll be in conversation with another fantastic planty guest. Until then, you can follow me on Instagram at View from the Potting Bench to see what I'm up to in my garden or visit viewfromthepottingbench.com to read my blog and much more. <laughs>